2: See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.
1: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 473. Uh, I am going to SF Sketch Fest February 7th and 8th to do San Francisco sketch, sketch comedy things. Ooh, comedy things. Comedy things, yeah. Well, we have the Nerdist Podcast February 7th, but that is sold out. Um, but the Saturday, February 8th, I'm doing three shows, Kyle. Oh. Um, tell me more. Well, in the morning, we're doing a live reading of Sanjay and Craig, Ooh. which is an animated show that I am a talking snake on. You uh, should
0: wear a big snake costume. <clears> so I could. So people know That's which a one's a That's a good idea.
1: That's a really good idea. Uh, Malik Pancholi is going to be on that show as well, as well as John DiMaggio and Nolan North and oh Matt God. Jones. It's a collection of national treasures on this show. Listen, you got, uh, you got Bender, you got Nathan Drake, <laughs> You've got. I'm already sold. I feel you like... You got Badger. I'm already at Shut Up and Take My Money. And then you got uh, Malik Pancholi, who was uh, Jonathan on the 30 Rock. Oh, that was Jack Donaghy's assistant. That was Jack Donaghy's assistant. Oh, that's really interesting. I, I wasn't aware you watched 30 Rock. I thought you went more down the... Down the Parks and Rec Hole? Yep. It's a good word. <laughs> Hashtag Rec Hole. Parks and Rec Hole. Um, so that's Sanjay and Craig in the morning. And then um, in the evening, in the early evening, I am... Hosting a screening of *Revenge of the Nerds* with the cast of *Revenge of the Nerds*. That's We're gonna amazing. do q and A Q&A afterwards, and then later that night, I'm doing *Bring the Rock* with Greg Barrett, where Love. we tell stories and sing songs. That's one of my favorite shows. It's a good, it's time. A good show. I, I used to do that show all the time at Largo, and then he only does it like once a year now. You have to break out the pipes. I'm gonna break out the pipes. It's gonna be hard because Craig, Sanjay, and Craig la- yells. Ooh, Craig yells. So having to do a lot of, I'm a snake and I'm farting, which is... Uh, then I think it's time to break out your, your long-awaited Leonard Cohen songs. Oh, it yeah. Just whispers
0: through something. Yeah. Or like a Nick Drake.
1: Uh, oh. The beast in me <laughs>
0: is <laughs> paid
3: by... <laughs> real I would right watch that. I feel like San Francisco's uh, ready for something like that. You think like they're that. ready
1: for that? Yeah. Um, well, Nolan North played Nathan Drake. Oh. So there's, it's really they just have the same Nick last Drake, name, yeah. yeah. There's no connection really there at all. Um, this episode of the Nerds Podcast is brought to you by Hover. You're going to want to secure a domain name. I am, and, and Hover is the way that you can do that. Kyle Clark. Oh, good call. What's a, what's a domain name that you might want to look for? Uh, Parks I'm and Rec. I'm gonna rec hole. <laughs> just rec hole. <laughs> all right. So you na- <laughs> <laughs> By the way, W R E C K is a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I tried to get that. That was gone a long time ago. You mean? Recreational hole Yeah yeah, Rec hole Parks and rec hole yeah. Recreational uh, so, hole still filthy It's <laughs> still bad <laughs> There's no iteration of it that's okay uh, But Hover makes it super easy to buy uh, domains uh, You don't have to be an expert to get a domain If you've never registered a domain But I feel like most people who listen to the podcast Probably <clears throat> like I do Have like 30 domains that they continue to re-register every year That they will never use But it's fun Beyond Papal Nip Slips What's another classic Hardwick domain? Uh, dude, my nipples are huge. Oh, that's good. Dot com, net, and dot org. <laughs> that dot org. Yeah, I feel like that's a new organization. Well, we that, can get that going. gives it a little bit of spiritual weight. Like yeah. it's like there's a, something to it. The Huge Nipple Foundation. That's right. Hover takes all the hassle and friction out of registering a domain. It's it's super easy. There's powerful tools to manage the domain. Anyone can do it. And then you can start building your web presence right away. You're going to need a domain to establish a URL to then put your web thing on oh, there. Oh,
0: that's how it works.
1: I've been doing the internet all wrong. Well, all you have to do is search for a few keywords, parks and or rec and Hover will show you the best available options or the suggestions. And uh, it's super, super easy, and new customers get 10% off with the offer code. Are you ready? I am. What do you think the offer code is? I'm really hoping it's rec hole. It's not rec although we could talk to them about that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's something that might come out of your rec hole, which is burrito. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's often coming out of my rec hole. Yep, it's a burrito, uh, not al burrito. Burrito. Usually, we do the offer code Nerdist, but uh, I, I am. Expanding. I think some people will be bummed to, to because they're so used to Nerdist. Uh, but we're going to mix it up a little bit on you. 10% off using the offer code burrito at hover.com. Register your domain today, and thanks for their support. This episode is Broken Bells. Ooh. You've heard of them. I love the, you broken, know the broken Bells. Be- I love you the Broken the, Bells. You
0: get the James Mercer. You get the Danger Mouse. You put them together. You the They got make the, the broken sounds. Bells individually
1: they're working bells yes it's functional it, bells then, together, then they smush together and, and those, they break yes yeah from smashing the bells it's together it's a classic story Yeah, as old as time it is uh, song as old as rhyme yeah uh, beauty <laughs> <and the
0: Beast. laughs> Good.
1: thank you for playing along with <laughs> yeah. that uh, but we went to Danger. I don't know what they're actually called but we went to Danger Mouse Studios uh, there's we no Bryan's. better version of that name <laughs> There's Danger Mouse, Danger Dad, Mouse Studios. I don't think it's called Danger Mouse no. Studios, but we went to Brian's, uh, uh, Brian Burton is his yeah. actual name, and we went to studios. And Brian is. Mm, we, should, lo- we should a clarify. Lot of, a lot of the songs. It's Brian
0: Burton and not the classic cartoon character not, Danger Mouse. Not the
1: car- cartoon that ran from like 83 to 92, which yeah. was great, by Solid. the way. One of the best theme songs. Um, Danger Mouse! Mouse. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so uh, Brian Burton has produced a lot of the songs that you probably like. Um, he's an amazing producer and a musician. And and he and James Mercer just sort of came together to uh, f- form this entity that has its own. Com- and like the first Broken Bells album, which I adored, um, instantly I was on board. I'm like they found a sound like they didn't have to f- search for it. They had it oh, right yeah. away. You know a Broken Bell song when you hear it. And they have a new album that's out now, uh, Kyle, called uh, After the Disco. And it's February 4th is a date. That drops Ooh. into stores and digital uh, retailers. And so the guys um, did uh, a song for us. And it's probably the prettiest thing
0: we've recorded on this podcast.
1: Yeah, so I really get super excited about... Uh, when musicians agree to play songs on the podcast, and so they actually recorded this in their studio, which is a, a version of their uh, song "Holding On for Life," and it fucking sounds like it should be on an album. When you played it for us, Jonah was like, "Oh, it's just a singer." Like, no, this is our version. This of is the this. Song. They just
0: made this for us. So, somebody start isolating those
1: tracks. Well, I would love to just take all, all of the. We've had some really great musical performances on from. Mm-hmm. Will Wilco? Wilco ones. to to Tom Kenny to Ben Folds to Paul Goddamn Williams Paul Williams uh, Tenacious D Brendan Small Lindy Ortega like we've had uh, S- Sarah Watkins dear God so we could put together you know like uh, we'd never be able to I feel like we should put it together and just release it as a charity album like just do it for a charity oh yeah um, but it's again it's always tough to get the you know the, the the labels and things to sign off on these types of things so maybe someday we'll be able That'd to be figure really that cool. out but um, but there, we have a Pretty spe- spectacular body of work now um, that we should put out at some point. But anyway. Now I just want to greedily ask you for those, you know,
0: off mic and just get all those things.
1: I'll send them to you, guys. <laughs> all right. But if you share the one I want, I will destroy you. Oh. All right. Here's the Nerdist podcast number 473 with Broken Bells Beauty and the Beast.
0: Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: When, when I think about the landscape yeah when I, when I actually think about the landscape of what pop music was like the top charts from the because I listen to the 80s station a lot mm-hmm. I listen to the new wave and the 80s station and just to hear like you know John Waite had a hit you know like <laughs> that would never fly now like that guy would yeah. never fly well now. you know
2: the the, the 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 most the biggest case of it is uh, Christopher cross the guy who
1: because of MTV like stopped having a career. We're just talking about this. Oh,
3: really? Because he just did the bill? That was what the they bill? said.
2: Like, you know, Christopher Cross is just like a dorky looking dude that had a beautiful voice and had great songs. Yeah. And, then, and then everyone got to see what he looked like. And all the girls who were <laughs> swooning over his words just were like, oh, he yeah. looks like my uncle. You know?
1: They say it's what killed his career. I just like Huey Lewis because I feel like. Wasn't his, uh, wasn't his behind the music just completely drama-less? No, that's there was exactly no, what we
2: were just talking about. There yeah. was
1: no, like, he was like, yeah,
2: it was great. Yeah, and then things slowed down, so we stopped, spent time with our families. <laughs> okay. Good dudes, good outlook.
1: Listen, I know you guys are working in a, uh, I mean, you know, since you're working in music, I don't know if you guys want this Toshiba uh, yeah, boombox. Sure it's got a cassette deck on it. Tapes are back, man.
2: Are they really, though? Burger Records uh, is this this guy that got all the uh, cassette tape rights from a lot of different bands. From, like, labels that didn't care because they don't make tapes anymore. Last year, he sold 600,000 cassette tapes.
1: Holy shit. shit. Yeah,
2: and he just is this dude from fucking Fullerton that just has a little shop. And he just puts out, like, you know, he does a lot of sub-pop bands. He'll put out their tapes and stuff like that. And then he'll get, like, old punk bands. As
3: a novelty thing, sort of. No, because the kids... The kids are buying cassette tapes. Why are the kids buying As cassette As a novelty. Tapes? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no. <laughs> they yeah. think it's cute, right? I
2: don't know. That's what I thought. I,
3: I mean, got, to I, get a cassette player, you've got to go to a thrift store or something. There's, like, a,
2: right? there's, like, I get to, there's a record store in my neighborhood called Jackknife Records and Tapes. And I get into arguments with the owner guy because he's like, he's, like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to expand the tape section. I was like, don't fucking don't. Don't do that. And he's like, no, no, no. It just sounds better. I was like, you can't. It's universally known to be. It's like there's the like the floppy, like you know, flexi disc record, <laughs> and then there's the cassette tape. <laughs> That'd be rad. Yeah,
3: yeah. but kids are We're buying putting them. our shit out on zip drives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen, God, the kids love Jazz drives these days.
1: So if yeah. you want to bump it up to hundred megs, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's
3: the, that's the way to do it. But it's also for like younger
2: bands. It's it's become so cheap. It's like you know, ten cents to have a tape pressed.
1: Or whatever. Happened. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. I, I'm yeah. almost even kind of annoyed with like, it's a cassette that's actually a flash drive or it's a cassette that's a phone case. Like, I'm the cassette, it was not a great piece of technology.
2: Though my current wife, I made her one of those mixtapes. Current wife? Current wife, yes, yeah, so, as opposed to all the others. Uh, no, but like uh, my wife, when we were first starting dating, I had one of those flash I'm drives. See how long that lasted. Yeah, yeah my, uh, well. our friend Rob Schraub refers to his wife as his ex girlfriend. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really wrong. Funny. Not That's wrong. really
1: Funny, but yeah, a little mixtape thing. Make a list. But the audio degrades. Like the audio degrades if you listen to it like yeah. ten times, oh, yeah. the audio is degraded by that time. Yeah. So why would why would people? Do you remember metal
3: tapes? Yes, metal tapes. What really oh, was yeah. going? Was that actually any better?
4: You know? I think the the the. the um... The good thing about tapes, though, I remember when I was in college, I used to put stuff on a cassette. When I had an album came out that I liked the artist, but I wasn't so sure about the album the first time I heard it, I would yeah. put it on a cassette and just leave it in the car because that way I couldn't fast forward stuff, and I would uh. I would just live with it for a week or two, and that way I could really tell. And a lot of times I liked the album better. Sometimes I was like, no, even after a week. <laughs> yeah. But that was a real ch- test because CD, it's kind of. I, mean, I don't know. I just didn't have the discipline to not skip or whatever. But on a cassette, you just leave it in. And it, when you get in, it's right where it picked up and it's running and it's that's going. That's a good
2: point.
1: And then you get but a sense was of the time. album.
4: You get a, yeah, you get a sense of the album itself. And it's constantly, you know, it has auto-reverse football. Yeah, play. That's, there's that's that a weird thing. that way to do it and kind just, of force yeah. yourself to do it. I just don't think, I don't
1: think anyone has the attention span to do that anymore. Like, what do you mean I can't control every millisecond of my yeah. time?
2: Yeah. That's why I started getting back into listening to vinyl. It's just because it forces you to listen to the sequence in which they chose it. Yeah, what was that scene in Boogie Nights where the guy is talking about? He like makes a, a tape of his records and he puts the album, the songs, in the way he wants them. He's, <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to let any guy tell me which order to listen to his songs in.
1: Yeah, I just don't think I don't I, I don't think people now people are just too we're just too spoiled. Technology has spoiled us so much that I mean, is that is that irritating in the sense that you know you spend a lot of time and you make an album and you put the songs in the order that you feel like you know they should be in but then people are like no 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 i want to do it this way or the
3: shuffle thing i that was the first time that i got frustrated by that stuff Is um a friend of mine was using the shuffle feature on their ipod and Uh, it just i was kind of like don't you know how long they sweated
4: over the old track you know yeah i think yeah yeah. 10 years ago i i yeah you do you you like to think of yourself as cool as the people whose albums you bought so you're like well they made us do it like you, you kind of think you're self-important like going we know what we're doing we know how to do this it's supposed to be this way it's supposed to be that way it's the same thing as pink Floyd, man <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing like you're not gonna just, like move around the tracks on dark side of the moon this album is obviously as good yeah you know yeah, That's yeah. What you <laughs> think when you're done every album when you're done with it, you think it's this is gonna be the next dark side of the moon right so like don't even think about uh Moving it around. It's supposed to be. Yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Is, That's why a lot I of think. yeah, a it's lot not, of bands do that but. thing where they like
2: let the tracks like flow into each other, like yeah. that Waves record from last year, where it's like everything just almost like where you are, you would be an asshole if you tried to just take one track and move <laughs> like, it around because I mean, it would like leading up to something and then it would just be a completely it's just
1: different, like thing. a yeah. like girl talk, where you're like where do I stop? I don't <laughs> know where to <it's> come <laughs> in and stop. <laughs> I asked the label
4: put, you, I, we could put. I don't know, I, I remember what album it was. I think it was a gnarls record. I said, like, "Can we put the track markers in the middle of the songs?" So I didn't want I wanted people to listen to it all the way. through. Oh, nice. I was like, "Can we do that?" Right. Just, just, pretty just, clever. Well, it, well, apparently, it wasn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that what you actually there did? Was, no, they said no, no, no. And they they settled for releasing a one track version of the album that was backwards. That was my second idea. Oh, that's cool, oh, that's neat. Mm, it wasn't that cool. No,
1: it didn't, I don't at least know. you
4: tried that. something. I tried. How do you mean? uh it actually sounded pretty cool some songs sounded almost as good you actually plays the songs backwards <laughs> the entire album from beginning to end backwards yeah that's <laughs> right. one track and we yeah. released the vinyl that way too so if you play the vinyl with two vinyl one that was the album and one that mm-hmm. was the album backwards and so, did you do that thing you know how you can get the grooves reversed or you put no, the, you i didn't start do the all needle. that oh, okay I, I thought that sounded kind of complicated so it is. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I just thought no just do a double vinyl i don't like I don't like double vinyl records where you have to get up every three songs and turn it over. I can't stand that. Yeah, the 180
2: grand. I just song. won't even
4: get a record if it's like that for the most part. Yeah. But they were like, well, we do double albums. I was like, well, we'll just, if someone wants to listen to the album backwards, they can put it on. This version of it, <laughs> and you can listen to it backwards. It's Very interesting. Yeah, yeah,
3: hit no hit messages. Kind of cool, no messages they started the trend of no. forward
4: masking. We yeah. actually <laughs> had to listen to the album forward to get the and sauce. Then, and then I think people were like, I think we gave it away. The backwards one. Oh, nice. Um, people were like, well, you're giving away the album. They'll just reverse it, and then they can. But it's like they want to do all that. They can just, yeah, that. yeah
1: exactly. Then they earned it. You know, if you want it. But, more power to them. But it is. It's kind of. <clears throat> it's kind of interesting to piecemeal your. I mean I'm not – as I say like people don't have attention spans. I do exactly the same thing but it – I guess in theory, it's probably pretty much the same as like, I'm gonna read chapter four of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Then I'm gonna read chapter twelve of Game of Thrones. Then I'm gonna read chapter thirteen yeah, yeah. of uh, Confederacy of Dunces. Like, y- yeah. y- of basically just these are the only chunks of the story that I want to hear right now. You
2: ever like go to a girl and make her a mix book? I make
1: her a mix book. Yeah, 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 yeah these are my favorite, favorite chapters yeah. from yeah. <laughs> That's what they had to do, but uh, years ago, years, like, yeah, a long, a long time, time ago, time uh, ago. <laughs> I, I don't expect you to remember this, but I met you guys because we did Jimmy Fallon together and it was the time you played Ghost Inside and it was right after it was right after the first Broken Bells album came out. And I was one of the ones who, as were many others, who got it downloaded the tracks, a couple of the tracks the second they were available. And, uh, and I, I kind of nerded out on you guys after the show. And I felt – I was like, oh, I think I I think I nerded out a little too much. Like, <laughs> you guys are really great. And I just, I've been listening to the, to the track. I mean, I did that thing that people do. <laughs> I did exactly the same <laughs> thing <laughs> that people do where, where you go like, I'm experienced enough. I know how to talk to people. Yeah, This isn't going to happen. I was just, I just really – you guys are great. <laughs> get in your head immediately. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it I was – I remember
4: the show. I remember doing Fallon. Um, I don't remember if it was good or not. But I remember doing it. Do you yeah. remember doing it? Yeah. It was they like put like the audience behind you and
2: yeah, oh yeah, the they're all rocking out.
1: Yeah. Where it looks like you're looks like you're in uh, like an industrial zone. Yeah. Almost a post-apocalyptic like people just want to party out to forget that the world has collapsed. Yeah.
2: That all, every time I see like the audience like the audience they put in to like rock out to a band it always seems so like like
1: Japanese TV shows where you see that they just have a <laughs>
2: bunch of people doing this no matter what. You well, know? you know that
1: was that was I worked at MTV in the 90s and that was all of MTV like m- most of MTV stuff looked totally chaotic. But it was really just, let's just put... 14 people over there in 14, that corner some the, teenage girls yeah exactly right, yeah. and then but if you could see outside of the if you could see outside what the camera was seeing it was just desolate there was nothing it was a completely yeah. controlled just security guys a
2: nice wide picture of the smells like teen spirit video shoot would be really funny looking
1: <laughs> just a bunch of people in the middle of the soundstage
2: rocking out <laughs> with, yeah like a boom box playing yeah, the yeah, song. box we got going by with the hi-hat
3: it's not in slow motion
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out of a stereo so now that but um, none of the new albums coming out in a, it's like February. Is it 4th or 14th? 4th. The, the 4th. Yeah. Are you <clears throat> are you completely emotionally like it's out there almost? It's we're not. I mean, are you you're focused on new things or how does it feel like days before something comes out?
3: Uh, we're anticipating it. We're you know mostly we're doing promo stuff like this, interviews, yeah. and and we're rehearsing, rehearsing and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're looking forward to finding out what happens when it comes
4: out. I mean, I yeah, I stop listening to to the albums once they're out. It's kind of like my last week or two to get to like listen to it on my own. So I listen to it a lot usually before it comes out, whatever album it is, and then like the last Bell's record, I've only listened to you know, maybe two or three times, and since. Really, we stopped touring. Oh, you should revisit it. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, holds up. We did one time. We did right before we did this last album. We listened to it, and and but I remember like it, all that time. I've listened to this new album like countless times like, as we're making it, and then now that it's done and everything else, because it's really it's 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 your own album like it's mine like i it, i you know i did it with you we get to i get to walk around my neighborhood listening to it and nobody else has it and it's yeah. just my it's very very personal for a while and then once it's it's out there and everything else it's a little weird
2: yeah once it gets popular it's, it's a little weird to listen to yeah. it in that
4: way it's just it changes but for me i get to still listen to it a lot and just because i kind of know that i'm not going to listen to it anymore and it's like it's kind of done once yeah. it comes out but i I'm looking forward to coming out too.
1: What do you hear when you're listening to it? Like when you've hear, when you've listened to this, when you've created something and you've listened to it hundreds of times, what is it that you're starting to, what do you focus in on after that
4: long? Um, I listen to it. I mean, this may sound weird. I just, I separate, I'm separate from it. Like I don't hear after at a certain point, it just kind of happens where I'm not judging it. I'm not thinking I should have done this or should have done that. I'm just listening to it kind of, I don't remember really doing it, doing all the parts or any of that stuff. I'm listening to James Sing. And I'm just, I'm just listening to it and enjoying it, and not uh, your perspective. It's, it changes of it completely. Changes, completely. I, like, I'm I guess, like, I don't remember doing half the stuff on there. I'm like, I don't even know where that came from or how or why. I'm just, I'm, and so you're just listening. <laughs> I guess
3: a metaphor or a comparison would be an analogy would be like getting dressed for a party and then you get to the party and now you have a different perspective of what you're wearing yeah, like, yeah. Oh, should I have worn the checkered pants? Or yeah, <laughs> <The answer's laughs> always, yes. It's like the, that public, once it goes public, it's, it changes your perspective on it. Yeah. And, and does it
1: ever sort of backfire where you kind of go, ah, shit. I, I thought that was really <laughs> awesome. But now in the landscape of everything else,
4: all the time. I think always is every, every time I'm always like, this is easily the best record you're ever going to hear. And then it comes out and then it hits the world and it's obviously not. And then you go, well, that's because you haven't heard the new one. <laughs> and whatever the new thing you're working on, it's like, that's the next best thing. But you kind of have to feel that way, I think in a way.
1: Well, it's important because if you're constantly like, I do, if you're constantly <laughs> holding on to the first one, then yeah. you're not really growing at all. So yeah. I feel like it's, you know, like those, these things that you that you make are essentially emotional snapshots of whatever sort of weird organic conglomeration of things happened at that time. Exactly. And like, then you don't even yeah. really feel that way anymore because you've you're a different person. You yeah. you you moved on. That's funny. Yeah. I was just uh, watching. Uh, they have a bunch of clips of Liam Gallagher
2: watching a bunch of Oasis videos and doing commentary on them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the entire time he's just going.
3: Ugh. oh god but he, oh, was like he was doing that then
2: he was doing that then it's just like looking back and just completely
3: he's and incredibly it's a... entertaining to watch yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i've gone down the uh, k-hole of youtube <laughs> on the oasis tape it's so funny man <laughs> yeah.
1: their unplugged was unbelievable oh, just like he Liam wouldn't play so he just fucking heckled from the rafters the oh, entire right. time yeah. it was so weird <laughs> yeah. it was oh, so
3: weird I, I, antics I love it yeah. I, yeah
1: I almost am sad that they did not exist at a time where there was social media <laughs> so you could really follow oh yeah. Like, yeah they would have been such a Brutal. great social media reality yeah. show there's another
2: Gallagher Twitter war happening <laughs> get online <laughs> exactly hashtag cunt, <laughs> <Here it laughs> <comes again>. cunt.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I uh I, I I guess did they are they cool now or do they
2: I don't know. fuck it I can't tell I can't tell I they all it. seem like even in that uh <laughs> uh live forever doc the one about like you know Oasis and Blur and uh, massive attack and stuff it's like even like even like Damon Albarn and the Gallagher guys still seem like they hate each other from that one that one day they both released a single it's just that everyone just
4: seems to hate each other. They just seem all
2: miserable, is what it seems like.
4: You have to be to be an English lead singer. You have to be. <laughs> you have to have a chip on your shoulder You're and be. And, and, and yeah, stuff. it's yeah. kind of part of it. Otherwise, they don't accept you.
1: Yeah, wasn't that sort of the thing about when Franz Ferdinand's album won that year? They were like. They seemed normal. Like Everyone was disappointed yeah. that they were just kind of like nice, normal guys. Like yeah. They weren't
4: tortured twats. Well, they
1: anyway. might have been. they were Scottish though, right?
4: <laughs> they're Scottish. That doesn't – Oh, doesn't yeah, really A little, count, a little yeah. different. A little different. Maybe they're, they're, they're nicer count. there or
1: something. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> or, or, or do you – when you're kind of – when you're looking at producing uh, – which I assume is – is it it's is the mindset different when you're producing someone else's stuff or when you're producing stuff that you are directly involved in?
4: Producing is – I don't know. It's a weird word. Like, I I think producing is like you make something. So when you're making something, it's either you're making it – like with me and James, we kind of both just make stuff. So the producing with me and James is probably more just, all right, we need to move on to this or rushing stuff through or making a bunch of decisions about stuff that are not necessarily – not always uh, associated with actual – melody or or chorus or song it's just kind of like all right we should do this this time we should do that we should record it this way or that way or ideas like that but with other people it, can, it gets it's the line gets crossed a lot in a lot of different ways so it just I, I don't i didn't know whatever what i was doing when i produced somebody else's record they just i was like i make my own i can help somebody make theirs and that's basically it you know that's the first record i ever did was the gorillas and they wanted me to produce it i was like i guess i don't know how to do this but I don't know how to, I didn't know, you know, you just showed up. It's like, I what did responsibility? I never yeah, worked out of a, my bedroom It comes before. down on
3: Brian to really make sure shit gets done.
4: It's partly what To you an extent, it does. It, it's, yeah, that's,
2: think, that's is a it moving problem. along or like just kind of like, all right, cool, you yeah. did that. Maybe stick with that again. Yeah, just sometimes
4: just kind of people need help that help a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I'm where I learned on the job. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, uh, no, what you can imagine reason. a lot of bands
3: that need that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right, yeah. let's let's
4: try and wake up tomorrow. I'm before opinionated, can you can ask me; I'll tell you. You know, I'm I'm pretty opinionated, so that helps. I think. Yeah.
1: But does it get? I mean, how do you figure out the vibe of someone else's energy? If you know, if you're the higher and higher profile bands you're working with. Yeah, you know i'm sure they have ideas about stuff and there's probably egos and you know so how do you how do you draw the line and where do you you know do you compromise or you just go look it's this way or don't don't work with me
4: i've been fortunate though i've i've i usually don't go that deep into anything if it doesn't work out pretty quick early on um with tastes and the ability to do that because that that kind of stuff keeps me up at night the idea of Man, there's this one part of the song and it's going to keep on there, be on there, and I want it off and I can't. Like that would <laughs> drives me nuts. I can't do it. So, luckily, I've been mostly been able to work with people who want me to like it. So, that's a good deal. You yeah. know, I want them to like stuff I bring to the table and, I want, and they want me to like it. So, if they don't, then I try something else. And if usually if I don't like what they do, they usually try something else. It's, I've been lucky like that. Um, Bands is it's a little bit more complicated, but I mostly have worked with kind of one person usually, you know. Back, I mean, by keys is two people, Damon, Damon was one, James is one, um, Sparkle Horse one. Yeah, a lot of stuff I did was one person, one person at a time, you know. Full bands, not so much. A lot of uh, egos flowing around in that situation, probably. Yeah, it can be a little bit political here and there, but. I mean, usually it's one on one. is kind of kind of it's kinda, kinda, it is okay because if you don't like somebody and it's just you two, you either keep going or you stop. You either you either like somebody or you don't, or you, know, you get along or you don't. So
2: with um with a guy like uh, like Beck, where you know he kind of like tries to pull off something different every record. Um, when it came to Modern Guilt, was it he's all I want to do a bare bones thing, or were you say what did you go to him saying why
4: don't we try a bare bones like you know four piece band with your for this album. No, there wasn't a four-piece band. I mean, there wasn't. It was just mainly him, him and myself, and he did most of the stuff on there. Oh, really? Mainly, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some. There was a couple of times we had some people come in on songs, but for the most part, try to get him to play almost everything on there. And nice. I did the beats and stuff like that, but for the most part, it was mainly him. And we didn't talk about it. You know, just same thing with me and James. You know, we just show up, and I mean, when we do stuff, we just drive to the studio. Like if we were going to work today easily if we had two or three days off in la we don't write anything ahead of time we don't talk about what we're going to do it's like let's go to the studio it's like okay we go here we come in here we'd probably take a break immediately <laughs> yeah. so it's going we'd through a door it's just <laughs> exhausting we get up like man we really do we're really it's doing right it he's
1: into it you have to ease yeah. into but it but
4: the first thing we do is like okay what are we going to eat where are we going to go to eat whatever but eventually we'd settle in but we just go in the other room and we don't it's not about what kind of song or this or that usually it's just like all right well I'll start fumbling around on this instrument. He start messing around there until you hear something you like. Or or we might start listening to some other music, just listening to stuff for, you know, I've been listening to this recently or something like that. But we'll just go. And then by the end of the day, we'll have this, We'll have a song. It doesn't have the lyrics yet usually, but it'll have the structure of it. We'll have melodies. We'll have instrumentation and everything. And then the next day, we'll come in and kind of clean it up, see what, see what we liked about what we did the first day. And then usually that we'll put it away and go on to another one. But we nice. just, it's the same thing. You just don't know. We don't really you're communicating while you're doing it it's not so planned out or thought out i mean that's kind of how we're doing, right? yeah. we do it yeah just kind of don't know
1: yeah i, I kind of I, I like that idea because it it feels more of a it's more like a respect the chemistry you know yeah like
0: it's, it's organic
1: it's, yeah, yeah you you is the same is your process pretty much the same when you're doing shins stuff
3: no i sit usually alone and and just write with the guitar you know and it's yeah, it's a different different thing altogether. It's not as collaborative at all.
2: Was that a reaction to like coming out of flake music?
3: Uh yeah, you know, I think that's kind of the reason I started Shins was so that I could um realize a song, you know, on my own and just make sure I, it was sort of a control thing, I guess. Yeah. And then and cuz the first time I heard
2: flake music was when I got the Scare Chaka split and then like oh. there was a song called Shins. Yeah, like was that just to have like a connection to Um, music stuff, or
3: was that just because that that song sounded like what would become the stuff? It was a little bit of that. It was I had this notion that there could be some other band that would be more melodic and more pop oriented, yeah, and not as um, stuck in the sort of nineties idea of everything having to be a little bit lo fi, yeah. Either in the nineties, I think things had to either be macho in some certain way like punk rock in a certain way yeah or they had to be ironic and sort of tongue-in-cheek and
4: not yeah. care about any and I, success, I kind of kind by of, the uh, end of the
3: 90s i was really sick of that <laughs> sort of thing i was really tired of it well just so that, that was like, the shins. yeah yeah
2: which was like the whole kind of like you know that if you were talking about like a big example of like the pavement just like the oh
3: whatever nothing's we're not that serious you know yeah, yeah but you know they did really cool stuff too but it, it just it was a you know, I just wanted something, some different direction. Yeah.
1: Listen, not to bring it back to Huey Lewis, who was on the cover of this Rolling Stone from <laughs> 1984, but Brian, before you got here, I was saying, I, I happened to catch three different Huey Lewis songs today, just flipping around Sirius XM. And so, and I just had never really listened to the lyrics of A Heart of Rock and Roll before. Oh, really? And maybe it's because I'm getting older now, but I found myself out loud agreeing with the lyrics like yeah it's all music it's rock and roll it doesn't matter if you go to cleveland or sunset boulevard like i was actually agreeing with heart of rock like that's an that is an excellent point everyone's doing the same thing they're just drawn from a different well um,
4: they had to make a song and tell people. They had to explain it to people, I guess. I guess it's just, yeah. they didn't know.
1: <laughs> people didn't. I always. I feel like that's that, that doesn't that's happen like, anymore. What we need to do
4: a song about
1: Yeah, rock and roll songs about the concept of rock and roll don't really seem to happen anymore.
4: Mm. <laughs> it's so it's it's not easy to do. There was the Billy Joel song. What was that?
1: Still like? rock and roll to me. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. that's right.
2: Give me some of that rock and roll music.
1: Yep, that's right. Uh, uh, rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. It, it yeah. just, I, I, I love guess, rock and roll. I guess at that time, <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> it is. It totally is. I guess maybe there was still that was still within the the, the kind of the the umbra of. Oh, rock and roll is still kind of a fresh new yeah. thing. And now people are like, Now yeah. there's
3: the remains of rock and
4: roll. <laughs> our, just, just the shattered,
1: <laughs> just picking through. Everyone's real sad about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how I would... De- when I think... I, mean, I know what 80s music is, and I know what 90s music sounds like. I have no idea what, like, 2000s music is. I always
4: thought it was kind of a jip. Gyp- we got ripped off, man, because... The whole two thousands, you can't call it anything, so people just don't, don't even, they're just gonna ignore it. It's not fair. Like they got people got 60s, you can say 60s, you can say something. <laughs> You're you saying say just say because 90s. it's hard to sort of yeah. – Yeah, People just go, mm, now it's going to be worse than teens. The I've heard what, that. Yeah. yeah, but people would rather just not say it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. they're going to – I think they're just <laughs> not going <gonna laughs> to say it. Yeah. yeah, I mean you try – It's so this is just, yeah. just going to get like well, – yeah. well, well, I remember be, it was
1: Ought 7 when – But that was – You that to compete with
4: the whole century now Yeah, because
1: not fair. Well, the 2000s started what you were talking about earlier. It was just like shuffle culture and so you know there weren't – it's like the idea of verticals and people just sort of sticking to those kind of musical verticals wasn't – it's not really – everything's so just mashed up and smashed together that it's it's not really a thing. Either. Or at
3: least from this perspective we have right now, it doesn't appear to be a thing. Like when you look back to – the 90s what you consider 90s music you were saying didn't start until yeah, after nirvana no that 91
4: sort of. was still the 80s 1990 yeah. 1991 yeah, 92 started to change a little bit but they were still kind of the 80s like yeah, the movies and stuff like
2: poison and madonna like there's still a lot of pop. Right, yeah, yeah.
3: And the '60s isn't really something that '65, '66, '65 is when is it really what started, right? We consider that, right? Yeah, so we, we think of, sort of the, the '60s. True. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, I guess up, and, and so up when until is, then, yeah, when and it's still kind, 50s, star, kind of the '50s, That's right. Story. Yeah, there's right. still like Beatles. There's still like just these four part harmonies, yeah. and then it, and then it starts to break down, and the more drugs, people the war, are doing. Yeah. Too. but the '90s
2: wow. too is kind of split, even towards the end, where it's you know the. The grunge became pop, and then it just got really aggressive with, you know, the corn and the Limp Kicked biscuit. Kicked in the dick and, rock? Yeah. That's yeah. great fucking <laughs> the Limp Biscuit, Yeah. Yeah. Break, <laughs> break stuff.
1: Man, I, I, I worked at k I did the overnight shift at K-Rock from 95 to 97. It was the best time to be there because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, it was just sort of like riding out that last wave of grunge. And I, yeah. I'm so thankful that I missed because there was a playlist. You had to play all the songs Silver on Silver chair. I like Silverchair. I like Silverchair. Candlebox, no, I'm like Candlebox. Little... Silverchair, they were like 17 years old. Yeah, like they, yeah were, they were. They were teenage Australians. They were grunge. Han- There's handsome. no excuse for Candlebox. Um, but the but the late, you know, like just kind of missing that, not having to be around music in that late in the late 90s. I yeah, it was, it was gross.
2: Weird. It was gross. Korn <laughs> would refuse to tune their bass. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I hear it, it just sounds like a guy that just loosened all the strings and is just kind of hidden at it with a fucking metal pick
1: so where do you see like do you even think about you know do you look at the landscape of what's out there and say and consciously say like oh there's this hole and it'd be great if we could fill this hole or does it really just sort of like you just kind of go with whatever happens in the moment
4: you mean when making it or after? Yeah, or, or just sort
1: of surveying, like, you know, right before you – I know you say you come in and you just start dicking around until you find something. But, but you know, in between those periods, are you, do you kind of look at the landscape and go, yeah, it feels like something around this kind of
3: theme would work right now? Yeah, maybe we should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I uh, I that. I don't think – I wonder if that – Works,
4: You know, for anybody. Maybe. I mean, I, I think it, it can happen accidentally. I think with the Black Keys, there was a whole – there wasn't any rock bands really that – well, I'm not talking crap about other rock bands or rock bands or anything like that. But it sounded almost like classic rock music, but it was done in a modern way. But it just had a thing to it. But there, apparently there's not that much of it now. It's just not. There's a lot of – hip-hop music's really big. Um, dance music is really big, and all those other things. But there's not a lot of rock and roll bands that are, that do something that's that simple. And that, that obviously plugged a huge hole. But I don't think they were thinking about that when they started. You know, yeah, well, ten to twelve been, years ago,
2: they've been doing it for so long, right? But it just were...
4: it happened that the hole came along. They didn't, yeah. they didn't. They didn't. It and just it, it just happened the while stripes. they did it.
2: Like you know, the white yeah. tapered off, and then someone needed some you know loud guitar rock, and they were just kind of the you know it just so happened they were two piece as well, but. You know, like that all that stuff was still happening, like, you know, the Jay Riotard, all the kind of garagey stuff that was happening and then it's just one of those things that, you know, oh no, it's your turn, you go up there. You guys you guys can handle it. It'll be all right.
4: But yeah, I don't think that people I don't know, I don't think people think about that as much as it finds them, you know. I think it's that's where I I think for us it'll find it, but if it does. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's very similar what we do to anything, but I think most people probably feel that way. To be honest, I when mean, they think they're doing their own stuff, they're like, "No, this is super unique." No, it exactly. sounds like nothing. It Sounds like everything. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, but just I don't like know. you guys. Just
2: have it's like a broken bell sound. It's there's you know I wouldn't be able to put it in anything as far as like it's like oh that just sounds like broken bells. Yeah, you know, and which is, is a great way to be, I think, in a band.
1: Yeah, the, the sort of the analogous thing in comedy is that someone has such an original voice that you cannot picture anyone else. Doing their material or you're like, oh, those jokes are unstealable because there's so much about who that person is. Yeah. That and makes such, it funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's such an they're so tied to that person as opposed to just, oh, that person's saying funny things. Yeah. It's like Louis Anderson. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Louis Anderson. <laughs> Kevin Meany.
0: <laughs> Kevin <Yeah>. Meany!
2: <laughs> no one else can talk about pants. Make pants, people. <laughs> yeah, pants. <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I, heard, I heard a story that Kevin Meany did a show and he came backstage and got really pissed off about something and it just sort of shattered my image of like, he's the fun-loving, bow-tie-wearing guy. Yeah, he's a meanie. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you for that joke. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. Um, uh, did, you, did you follow a lot of comedy? Are no, you, I'm just. <laughs> that's so like Kevin Meany's not a pull that most people would just immediately have. Like, right, like but he's that sort of comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Did you, do you Are you friend? Are you guys? Are you friends with comics? I mean, it looks like it feels like there's a. Yeah.
4: I've got, I've got, I've, I've got a couple of friends. Yeah. I you live, you uh, are actually. You've got a few. a few friends.
1: Yeah. It just sort of feels like there's something Bunch of jerks. Sort of <laughs> oh, you guys did the. Um, <laughs> My friend, uh, some friends of mine at Soapbox did the the, the Ghost Inside video with Christina oh, yeah. Hendricks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were doing; I was shooting some stuff there, like right as they were taking the set down, like the the,
4: the little pod, the space pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that was a really low budget video compared to what people thought. It's funny, like um, Jacob Gentry, who did the video. Um, I've known him for a long time since college, and he has a way of he can make any make things look. So good with nothing really, and so we didn't have a lot of money for because it, it was the second. It was the second video, so we did something, and, it, and the way he made it look, it's like it, I think it, it kind of got taken the wrong way. It was like he used old technology to do it, like the way they did Star Wars. He used models, everything else. He did nice. it all in a certain way, really low budget for the most part and it was way cheaper than the video that we did before which is basically me and james walking down the street at night <laughs> <laughs> and then this one's like all in space and everything and it costs less than half the money for it but then you're the people at and goes, thought oh, it was expensive yeah, people thought it was expensive i think people might have even looked negatively like what i mean it's just a million
2: dollar video who would spend the money in this day and age (laughs) was really
4: these guys totally sold out they made their space video the set would yeah it was like half the size of this room it it was really small styrofoam yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. but it also sort of it also should illustrate like yeah this is why CG is ruining so much of mm. film. You know, yeah. like if you just made some cool models and you know, like did stuff practically, then it, it would actually look still. Cool There's to. some
3: hilarious stuff on cable. I don't. I don't have cable at home, so when I'm at Brian's, I kind of <laughs> indulge. And they've got these ridiculous shows, uh, like sort of docu shows, and they'll just green screen somebody sitting in an office. Like the whole yeah. idea is just is just dramatization of a dude sitting in an office. The whole thing will be CGI. Yeah, You're like, why couldn't they just get a desk and yeah. a chair? Yeah. It's ridiculous now I'm sure
2: they this. work in offices. Just bring a camera there. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Weird. No, they have to bring two lights. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> and then uh, then that's it. Really. Yeah. And then they got to find a thing to
2: put their phone on to film
1: it. But I think, you know, I, I sort of – do you see kind of some of the same parallels in music where it's, you know, people are so up the ass of technology that it, it just – it's sort of ruining like – Uh, kind of the soul of what should be happening which is like tech you know technology makes you less creative because you don't have to necessarily be as creative if you can solve every problem that you have technologically in a second
4: um I, i i don't know i i i talked to james about this before like you know i don't think i would have been able to do music or would have even tried to do music if the technology hadn't made it easy to do I, you know i had never i didn't really play instruments when I was younger, I was in college already and it, you know, wanted to make films, but the filmmaking stuff looked so bad and you didn't sound like, it looked like the real thing. You know, it was just the beginning of DV and stuff like mini DV and things yeah. like that. But the music stuff actually, the digital way of recording at, at, in your room basically was close. Like you could fake it. You could act like you were a real band or like a real musician. Uh, and so I don't think I would have done it if I, if it wasn't that way, if I wasn't able to, cut corners and, and, and fudge ways and to, to, to get it into to, to sound like the real thing. You're just copying basically the things that you like that you the albums you like. So that's all I mean, it helped me a lot. I, I definitely wouldn't have done it that way any other way, I don't think. And I still use it and I still do it in that way. And you still you have to be creative still, even in that, because everybody anybody can have that same technology, that same thing, and they're just gonna make different stuff. Because I remember thinking after a couple of years of doing music that I was doing something cool. And then, then my, I, th- I think it was like my, uh, my brother-in-law or something. He's really into music too. Just like music, but just like, Hey man, I got this program. I made these beats and I heard him and I was like, man, he did that in like two or three days. And it's kind of exposing. I'm like, I've been doing this for a couple of years <laughs> and this sound, his stuff's, you know, something he had made it, to the average person still sounded legitimate i'm like you start to get worried almost like no you shouldn't have that you yeah, should yeah, yeah. you shouldn't nah, that's not cool you shouldn't like, have fruity loose wait a couple of years then you can maybe do something but it's it's you can't hide the fact that anybody can do stuff it's just you have to be that much more unique or creative about what you're doing yeah and so it's, it's still, always going to be that thing write do. A, a really good song
3: yeah. yeah and so those beats i mean yeah, that's exactly. cool you know it, it makes it easier but it makes it easier for everybody so then exactly. you're just in an ocean of You know,
2: but the good shit will always. You know, any like anyone can pick up a guitar, but it's the people that are going to work on it and try to do something better or different with it that'll end up. You know, you know, the good shit will rise to the top. Yeah.
1: Well, it's finding the. I I think it's just finding your voice or whatever that is. I've been so. I don't watch American Idol, but I saw one clip and something Harry Connick Jr. said made me my heart wept with joy that someone finally said this but he basically called them out you know all that annoying soul yodeling shit that american idol made popular like whoa, 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 like the verbal, do, olympics yeah, yeah. verbal
4: olympics kind of yeah that olympics
1: stuff. <clears throat> and then all the notes and then yeah all the notes and so you know everyone thinks like oh that's so great that's so tell ta- <clears> there's a clip where where a girl does that and jennifer lopez is just like oh that's so amazing mm-hmm. and then harry connick jr who's a like re- ridiculously trained i mean like like music since he was a tiny tiny boy yeah he just uh he explains the pentatonic scale to her and he's like well it's it's actually really not that impressive i mean that's (laughs) just and then she's like no you don't know what you're talking about and he's like no i really feel like i know what i'm talking about but i've never heard i've never heard someone publicly especially like on that show call out like yeah, that's that's just a lot of bullshit. That's yeah. really not that that's
2: really not that hard to do. <laughs> well, we talked when we talked to Ben Folds, he was talking about how he was getting so irritated with people just trying to do all the notes that like when he started doing Ben Folds 5, it's like he was going to just like do real static, just one note kind of singing with each thing instead of trying to. So
1: do you ever kind of go through uh, <laughs> there's that, that thing that uh, that Coco Chanel said, which I think applies to a lot of things where she says, like, right before you leave the house, you look at yourself in the mirror and you take off one thing. So basically just like simplify. Like do you, when you, when you listen to something i like that this is the analogy for it. i don't know why i thought of that i don't know why i thought of that he's always quoting um, no.
3: <laughs> i use the fashion thing as well though she was a
1: visionary yeah. um but i you know just sort of looking to other disciplines for kind of like philosophical tenets, i think is kind of a cool thing to do yeah. and so it do you look at that you know like when you do a song you go oh i should just strip that one thing out do you try to strip it down to its simplest
4: form um it probably should more, you know, <laughs> I don't know
3: if we think about it that much. It's like, does it sound cool or not? Or, you know, is, is something about it
4: annoying you or sometimes, not? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely have a habit of layering. I know I do. Um, that's usually a technique used by people who can't actually play. So, <laughs> so that's, that's something I've developed over the years. I'm really good at layering now. And so, yeah, that's the first thing you do is layer a whole bunch of stuff. And then sometimes you can go, okay, take this off or that off. But, um, it is almost yeah. I think it is better usually to just take something away than to add something. I agree. How do you know when it's done? Um, February fourth. <laughs> <laughs> are you
1: good? At, are you good at letting? I mean, like you said, you don't. You know, like once it's out, you don't really listen to it anymore. But emotionally, are you good at sort of going, Oh, that song's done. Nah, I'm gonna just kind of move on to this next thing."
4: I mean, I am, but I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I am, but I'm not the one singing on the song, so it's a lot easier for me. I'm I'm mostly judging it. So as long as I like it, I'm good. I don't have to worry about most of the other. I second
3: guess more than Brian does. Mm. Songs, I'll be throwing Brian ideas like two weeks after we thought we were done.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes it's 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 valid, but it it takes me a while to get my head around that. Sometimes because I do have to put myself in a place Mm -hmm. where I'm like, that's done. I have to kind of move past it. Um. And I'm constantly having to do that, but I'm not always right about it. But I, it's a it's a habit that I do as well. So, but a couple of times, or more than a couple of times, James has done that. Like, we really should look at this. We really should look at this. And then it saved songs before where it's like, I can't believe we almost put that out without doing that. You know, so it does work.
1: Well, both you guys have done really innovative things. And do you ever think about it? Does that ever? trip you out at night when you're just kind of lying in bed and like oh i i've done all this stuff and it's it's been doing well and i i guess i'm doing something right how do i keep doing that or do you even think about it in those terms do you ever step outside and look back or are you just kind of a head down like just push forward move forward kind of a thing
3: i mean you've done the innovative stuff i think uh, with with people, with people, and not, you know. just the way you're the one. I yeah. mean, well, as far as you know, just strange ways
4: of putting out music. and I stuff mean, like if that. you ask the average person, I mean, not that I consider it a job, but if you ask the average person who goes to work a whole lot, if he just will show up one day and go, you know, I think I've done this, I think I've, I think I won. You just, just, you're not going to just like go turn around, and just like leave. Your, here's my keys. Here's my stuff. <laughs> like yeah. I've, I think I've done this really well, yeah. and. Nobody has anything on me. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. that last report. It's not I really the way you kind of, your mind really works. You don't, right. don't look at it like. If
3: I feel anxious know. about, you know, I don't know what's coming next and what am I going to do? What if, what if, you know, if things go bad or whatever? Anxiety, which happens sometimes, mm-hmm. right? I just sit down and start writing because it's the only thing I know that I can do in the meantime that, you know, could end up being good. Mm. So I do kind of just go back into the salt mine, you know, and just work it out.
1: I mean, I know it's a tough, it's a tough question answer. And I know it's probably kind of annoying to talk about the process because it's sort of, it just is a very natural thing that you guys do without probably thinking about it too much. But the reason that I ask is because I know a lot of people who listen, want to do the same kind of thing or similar stuff, you know, maybe in other fields. And, you know, I, 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 constantly try to remind people like you're your biggest obstacle so it's always fun to hear people who have figured out how to push through themselves and kind of get their own brains out of the way how they do that and and what is you know like when you kind of come up against the wall how do you push through that
4: I mean you described it pretty well I mean I don't know that that there's a a secret except for knowing that like what you just said which is you know you're running the race you know with yourself there's nobody really next to you and most people don't even know that 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 they can do it you know it's i don't know it's
3: i mean i just keep working I, yeah. I and if something if i'm having a hard time figuring something out i move on to something different and i just keep doing that Just keep moving I, though i think is something is the main pops thing. out i mean it's some at least when i'm sitting and writing alone you know i um Things kind of happen unconsciously. It's like when you finally stop paying attention, that something cool happens. You know,
4: <laughs> accidents um, are usually way better than anything you plan to yeah, do. True. Mean, yeah, true. Um, yeah, but if you're not doing anything, that neither one of those is going to happen. I think you need yeah. to be able to recognize
3: a good accident. That's I think sure. something maybe that not everybody does.
1: That's why it's that's why I think collaboration is so great because yeah, you, you don't recognize your own accents a lot of the accents right. a lot of the time. True. So to have someone else to go, Oh, that thing, there yeah. was something there. Yeah. What? Yeah. I was yeah. sometimes things are too close to your own Oh yeah. Soul where you just don't where you go, Oh, that's yeah. not interesting and someone else is like, yeah. No 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 that's that's the thing. That's just yeah thing yeah Brian
3: mean. is doing that often. He's really good at that, I'd say. <laughs> that is a <laughs> key.
1: Sort of having an eye for a talent or an eye for a, a thing. Is there is there any specific thing you look for when you're when you sit down and you, do you when you first start collaborating with someone? Do you go well? Let's just start fucking around and mm-hmm. kind of and I'll just sort of figure out where your
4: where your brain is at. Um, not so much. I mean, usually I've heard the person stuff a lot and I've been able to feel a certain way from hearing something. But I mean, I, I, in a studio, I trust my instincts a hundred percent. Not you know again for better, for worse. I genuinely just think, oh, if I feel something, then it's real. So we'll keep, we're keeping that or it's what's based around that. But I do that all the time. Um, and just, I, 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 I've seen it with people who I've seen over the years now and, and I haven't really had to go outside of that. And I think you can do that and it'll either work out or it won't, but it's really hard to do it if you don't have, you don't really have a strong opinion and go with what you think whether other people really agree or not and you know they'll make you kind of unpopular sometimes or whatever but um it's really just that like if I hear somebody doing something and they're like yeah but I've done that a bunch of times before it's like well that's why I'm here you know do it again <laughs> or you know so and so did that it's like see now now we're starting to go down a path that I can't really that's not something I do I've never really been I mean we talk about this me and James like part of any kind of I guess movement or crew or or genre of music that's you know that's kind of coming gone or whatever. We've never really been cool like the cool hip thing that's going on, and so I think a lot of that is we fall in line with that when we work together. Is that stuff never comes up really about like what other people are doing or what's cool right now or what's happening with this or that. It never changes like what we do at all. Yeah. It just doesn't like listening to his, you know, the shins records. And even I, I think the stuff I do in that way, it just, I can't because you know, it's always like there's the cool kids table and there's everyone else. And there was, I was never in that on that cool kids table then. <laughs> so I'm not going to try to act like I can, even if I get a pass, I'm not going to go, you know, do that. It's yeah. just, it's just, I'll get found out immediately. It's, <laughs> it's just, just no way. So I don't even, we don't even try in that way. Um, but I think having that – were you
1: always sort of comfortable in, in, that, in that sense of just saying – because the thing that you said about, oh, if I feel something, it's probably real. Most people don't know how to identify that. Like usually you sort of work until you get enough experience where you start figuring out how to calibrate. Oh, okay. I guess if I feel in this quadrant of my brain, then this is probably means that. Did you always feel that way or did you sort of get that just because you've been doing this for a long time?
4: No, I think when you're listening to music, you know, when I, if I you get an album, you're listening to the record, song four comes on, you listen to the rest of the record, you're like, song four is the one, you know, for me, or that, that did this, you know, and then eventually after five more times you listen, song eight becomes the one, but it that really happened, you know, that four was the one that did this thing, or that part really happened, and you listen to enough music, that's, as, as a fan, you start to develop your own taste, and you develop things, and those, that that's how those things mean to you. So then you start talking to somebody else, and they go, track forth. same thing with me. Like, oh, okay, well, there's a connection there. There's something that, and then, like, what about this album? Oh, yeah, 7 and 8, or, you know, this song or that song, and you start to have a little bit of uh, the, those things that start to, you know, you can get the context of, okay, well, what I think is actually not crazy. Um, I was on something. Like, I, I should have never really questioned. I knew that they were great. I wish, I should have speak up you know, the more people you, you know, and somebody else says, no, it's four, you're like, no, pff, this guy's crazy. And then, you know, and you really think that, then you're like, okay, well, there's conviction there somewhere, you know, even if everybody else is wrong, you're still going to feel like, okay, there's something here. So you just, you know, you'll find out after a while, I guess, if, 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 uh, if your tastes are shared or not.
1: Well, I think it's hard to, I think the one thing that a, that a lot of people lack is this sort of like, an, there's an awareness factor of like, is this working or not? Which I think is a very important thing to be able to have. Because sometimes you can get so <clears throat> mar- married to an idea that you don't want to listen to what anyone else, they're like, no, 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 it's this thing. And then after a while you go, oh, I'm dumb. I was dumb this whole time. Why Why was I so stubborn? Because you just get so locked into being right about things.
4: I can't work alone, that's why. Whenever I try, I get that way a little bit, I think. I think that's why I like to work with other people so much because I start to, as soon as I go in myself with and start trying to do the same things I do with other people, I curse at myself so much and I just I'm like oh, is, I'm terrible. I can't do any of this. I can't decide on anything. I can't judge anything because it's too close to me. So I was I found that out a long time ago, so um, it's. I was like, well, I'm not going to even. Uh, I'll go to this other thing, which is working with other people, and that seems to work out because I'm a fan, as you know, a lot about what you know. I hear stuff and I react to it, and I've learned to make things as well. Usually in the process of working with other people or ripping off stuff that I really liked, um, I've learned to do it. But it's still, I think, I'm better at working with other people than just you know, by myself. Is there any piece
1: of a song that was inspired by something that no one has caught on to that in your mind, you're like, Oh, this to me, this totally feels like this other thing that I was inspired by, but no one has
4: picked up on it. Like any one thing.
1: Yeah. Like once? it happens all the time. I'm not going to tell you, but yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, James, do you, at this point you're, you probably have a pretty clear idea of like what the, the shins boxes are and what the broken bell – like if you get an – if you start to feel something, go, oh, that's more shins or this is more broken bells. Is there, is there like a third and fourth and fifth box where you go, I have this idea
3: but it doesn't – contextually, I just don't know where to fit it into anything. Um, yeah, there, there is the thing about the broken bell stuff is I just, I, I work on that stuff when I'm with Brian, we just work together in the studio. So it really is that I don't sit at home and come up with ideas and then go, Oh, that's a broken bells thing. I, I y- anything like that. I'm, I'm usually, usually things end up being a shins idea. I guess there are other things, other ideas though, that, that are maybe a little bit more, I don't know, sort of like rock and roll and maybe punk ish that I, that I come up with. So I have kind of a file where shit like that goes for some project one day, maybe something really angry. No, it's just like more, it's just more kitschy in a, in sort of a fun punk sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. I find myself sometimes getting in that mood and I'll write that way for a while, but so I'm not going to put that on a shins record probably, you know,
1: but are you? Do you ever think like, oh, someday I'll put, or, or is that stuff just kind of
3: personal, just kind for you? Of, uh, no, I do. I think about it. Like, what am I going to do with this stuff? I like it. You know, it'd be fun to do that. I think, but I just, you know, it just right now goes into the pile of random shit.
1: Is there anything that you feel like? Uh, oh, I still want to do X, or I still, you know, there's this, this kind of area of my brain that I still want to explore that I just
3: haven't hit yet. Mm, no i'm not that sort of thinker <laughs> i just i 'm you know i am pretty much pretty satisfied with what i 'm doing i 'm not like thinking about writing a novel or some weird thing like that now no
1: like that yeah um if you if you kind of go through periods where you feel like nah i just don't really have anything to say do you do you give in to shut that? up you just you just <laughs> shut up. Well, you know, some people, you know, some people like, oh, I'll go to Italy for a month and just, just kind of like recharge, or I'll just yeah. go sit by myself in a I'm, cabin, or I'm
3: totally. Maybe I'm I'm just not artistic in that sort of way, or that's not how my brain works. I don't know. If I were to go somewhere to write, if I was, I'm going to lock myself in a cabin in Alaska. I think I would just feel all this pressure. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm here. I've got to do this. Yeah. It's got to be fucking awesome when I get out of here, or I'm a failure. I don't know. It'll take but, all the fun out of creating. Yeah, I think I'm just. Maybe it's just sort of the family I come from. We're just much more pragmatic and boring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it's just it, it's you know I think there's a if if you come from a family of you know like what 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 does your dad do?
3: He was in the Air Force, career Air Force guy. Okay,
1: so he, yeah. he pretty much was like a get shit done kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, oh, totally. Yep. You figure it out. You just fucking yeah. you if you you know yeah, you get up absolutely. You get up in the day and yeah. it's like whatever the thing is, you just got to fucking figure it yeah, out. Yeah,
3: he grew up on a cattle ranch. He's not. It's just practical people you know what I mean yeah (laughs) yeah.
1: which I think you know I think some people have the sort of artistic idea of like no man sort of like you know I mean everyone's everyone's a little bit different but I think we found that some of our more successful comedian friends are the ones who like I'm going to go right from 9 to 6 and just you know like it's a job and whatever comes out that day a lot of it's going to be shit but some nuggets will be useful and I'll just kind of go from there
3: you can build on those yeah Yeah. I, I
4: agree with that yeah, I do too. I, I, especially if you can choose to work that way. Like a lot of times, you know, you have to have a job to create stuff. Like that's not the creating part. You have to just have a regular job so you can generally live, reg, You know, somewhat comfortably. And then in the off hours, you use that time to create. And sometimes yeah, that's really good for some people. And then sometimes when they turn that into that being the job, they're not very good at it. Um, you know, you just you just can't come up with anything. It's like the pressure you're talking about going to Alaska. It's like okay, you don't have to work a job anymore you can just focus on this creative thing so people just doesn't just doesn't doesn't work well that way but <laughs> i like the idea of just getting up that's what we do when we do the records we, we get up we come straight to the studio we we have a time we work reasonable hours like it's like noon to seven or eight but every day five days a week we take the weekends off it's just we do it like that way whether we have some days we don't really come up with stuff but most of the time we do but you just kind of get there and just do it sometimes all right we're going to make this really up tempo song it's going to be cool it's going to be a big song for us and then at the end it's the saddest slowest <laughs> thing it's like how the, how the hell did this happen and it's like and it winds up being that way we've done that many times where we're just we're listening to certain kind of music or so and make this turn that turn and then it's just this has no chance of commercial success but you know that's just kind of what we do it winds up getting there no matter what i guess
1: i I think i think it's i think that's the sort of mythos idea of
4: you know just this artist and he just like ideas just come to him i I
1: think the more successful people i talk to the more consistently it's oh yeah it's it's really a lot less romantic than you think it is you just fucking work at it and then Hopefully you're lucky enough to pull out the right nuggets, and if not, then you try some new shit, and if not, then you try new shit and try to learn from like, it. Doesn't really, you know. Most people kind of put up these barriers of like, I don't know, I'm just waiting for something to happen. It's like, no, yeah. you really
3: kind of have to start the machine,
1: yeah, before yeah. it's going to spit anything out.
3: Oh yeah, that's um, and keep at it, you know, because I think partly you build this library of ideas and if you let it go too long then that it just kind of dissipates mm-hmm. so that if you keep at it the better ideas are more likely to come up
2: yeah it's like a it's like a you know factory line where you have to get the stuff out, out of the way so the yeah. other stuff can continue to come out and you just got to keep it going keep it moving
1: yeah and especially like a lot of ideas that you have in one moment are not necessarily going to work if you hold on to it too long because they were just too of that time yeah, especially who who you were, or who the rest of the where the rest of the world was. Yeah. And so yeah, I've
3: got tapes, little like uh micro cassette tapes going back to the early 90s and it's pretty hilarious yeah. sometimes <laughs> to listen <laughs> to that shit.
4: Oh, uh, that's my, my my nightmare if anybody if, of of my phone something happen, hearing my voice uh recordings uh, yeah. of ideas. Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, oh yeah! I'd rather a sex tape come out. Seriously, <laughs>
0: yeah. is there, I'm I, dead you know, serious.
4: I'm not kidding. Like this, it's it's, it's career-ending. If, if you yeah, heard this, If that's he the, could you do know this. Then it's I totally, really, 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 really bad. Like I'll go back weird. and listen. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucked a lot of weird things,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it's okay if that gets yeah. out. But it is that like like a, you know you're you're not any more exposed than if someone like yeah my my comedy notebook I'm. Like I I I, off, I often wonder like so if bad. I was walking down the street with my bag and someone's like he pulls a gun they go give me your bag I yeah. honestly would be like can I just take my notebook yeah. out of there yeah. and then you can take the rest of the shit oh, that man. I can replace yeah. Is
4: there any way you can seriously take out edit out what I just said because I don't want anybody like Not trying to hack into I'm your... being dead serious now like I'm now I'm really scared yeah. Oh to <laughs> so, uh, <on> your phone <laughs> because when you say something like that and it, and any kind of joke it's like wait a minute that now could be actually it. Yeah I just made it pretty big deal and not that i think people are really gonna i don't think anyone
1: our... I, I don't think anyone i mean <laughs> i don't i don't think i don't think what you said is so like i it'll get looked over i just yeah, started thinking yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: i got you no know, because now that i've now said it, it's sinking it. in that what if somebody? Is what if it really it, right did yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah. I Result. need to. I need to get them off my phone. That's what I need to do. We can leave it in. You can leave it in. I just need to get these things off my phone. So they this, should, one, I this carry phone, around, yeah, once you
3: once you I put them on your I shouldn't carry drive around kryptonite in so my pocket with me. That's, it's
4: way too
1: silly. I yeah, should not. I should. Yeah. Right. This this should be motivating to get all that shit off your phone. Thank you. Um,
4: intervention. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is what this whole thing is for. This is even recording. Okay.
4: Okay. Do you have an iPhone? No comment. Okay.
1: Well, if if you did have an iPhone. If you did have an iPhone, there's a there's a great there's a great um, app called iExplorer, and it basically just it just pulls all the shit off your phone like it was a hard drive. Yeah. So it's uh you know I'm not that you have that kind of phone. I'm sure you're rocking uh-huh. the. Um, uh, the Motorola, oh, the, the StarTac. the Razor, the Razor, the
4: the Razor. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> the I, you could fit ninety nine songs on that
1: thing.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spent eight hundred dollars on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Off.
1: God damn it, the Razor. I liked the StarTac phone. I really like the StarTac. Phone. I love the Razor. That was the one that was designed after like the Star Trek communicator. So it, like it, that. it just like popped open. Yeah. That was the vision of the future that we had. Um, so what do you? What's next after February fourth? Then, then what happens? Are, are you go back and, and start doing more Shin
4: stuff, or do you tour? Do you guys tour together? We're going to tour. Yeah, we're, touring. we're We're rehearsing now for the tour, so we'll start touring, and that's going to take us into the summer, I think, um, for the most part. Festivals. Do you yeah. go
1: out with a band, or just the two of you?
4: We have two more guys that come with us. Cool. So it's, it's a band. It's four of us, yeah. Are you doing we uh, do live stuff,
1: yeah. Are you doing Coachella?
4: We are.
2: Looking forward to any of the reunions going on at Coachella this year?
4: Yeah, Outkast. Luckily, we're playing the same day as them, so we'll get to see that. That Nice. What else is happening? Neutral Milk Hotel. Okay. Yeah. You're on tour now, I think, right? Yeah, I think they're doing theaters right now. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we're only going to get, I think we'll probably only get to be there on the one day, and then we'll be, you know, shuttled out somewhere else, and then we'll be back the next weekend, I think. Is
1: the touring part kind of anticlimactic because you've pretty
3: much done all of the work up to that point, and now it's just like,
1: oh, here's all the shit we've been working on for a while. Like, here it is.
3: I I mean, not really I mean playing live shows is pretty intense you know so I, I, yeah. and it can be really fun and especially when awesome. they cheer
4: and love you it's, <laughs> it's kind of you forget that that's fill the hole yeah. <laughs> well it is it's such a, every it's, night it's, yeah. such an, it's such an
1: uh, like the idea of it still bends my brain a little bit to think like you can just sit you can just sit in a room and fuck around and just make a thing and then just place that thing somewhere and then thousands of people will show up and then all of a sudden it's like it's out of you it's out of your body do that thing
4: again do that thing again yeah.
1: Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah how do you how do you sort of like how many shows does it take for you to get when you're playing live before you start to realize like oh people are responding to this like cuz they're obviously going to respond to things that you don't necessarily think of they're yeah, going right. to catch things they're going to catch a hook or a word like or Aaron fields Right. <laughs> so, how do you, you know, like how long does it take you guys to kind of like get in sync with with
4: like what an audience like wh- what the ebbs and flows are? Hmm. Uh, it shouldn't I, take us long. I think yeah, after the first kinda... week or so, we're, we're playing the same size venues. After the first week, we'll start to know what songs are and what parts are connecting the most. I think. I think so. Anyway, the yeah, pattern and the then patterns do will do, form.
3: You know, because it's not like we have.
4: But it's much better than last time. Last time we we True. had one album. It was ten songs. It was thirty eight minutes, and we had yeah. like, oh, you have an hour set. Go That's for it. You have to jam. <laughs> just have to stretch it out and jam. Right. <laughs>
1: do, okay. do you talk to the Do you talk to the crowd at all, or do you just
3: kind of get down? I'm not much of a talker with minimal, the crowd. But, yeah. Minimal.
4: I don't say anything, but never. I don't think. I'm okay with that. Usually, when yeah. I'm seeing a band, you know? yeah.
2: yeah, I was in, when I was in bands growing up. I, there was this one band I was in where the guy was a real political guy. And oh so boy, yeah. it'd be five minutes between songs, where I was just sitting behind my drum set waiting for this guy to, to tell everybody about you know animal cruelty, and I go, "Can we start? Can we start the song now?" Like, and people would just be getting bored. Like, no one wants to hear that. They're there, All to right, fucking-
3: Bob Barker? You done up there?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, <laughs> no, but I
1: think it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it depends on. Where it's coming from. Like, some people can do that in a very natural and it feels good. Like, oh, this is part of the show. Yeah. And other people just sort of feel like, I have to say something or I have to be funny. Or, how many of you like yeah. the taste of alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> you guys like, you guys pulled out, like, we're going to fuck your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, old Van Halen style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's more <laughs> my
3: style. i just pull
1: the old left, yeah. left side oh, of the louder. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah. just, right just right. Broken bell <laughs> show. Not yeah. what I thought I was
1: going to be. And James Mercer fucked everyone's girlfriend. Dude, they only had 38 minutes, so he had to spend oh, yeah. 22 minutes doing something else. What a uh, weird threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 wonder if, I wonder if it would have been awesome. I mean, obviously, it would have been awesome to have had that experience. But now I think about, I wonder if, like, Diamond Dave just sort of sits back and he's like, oh, man, I wish I was doing that still. Oh, like Relive Glory Days? I mean, that was a, you know, to, to be, <laughs> that's a sad sight to be, yeah, yeah. to be on, to be where those guys were like in that period of time in that place in music. Like, I just can't even, they reveled in it.
2: Yeah. Too. You know what, you know, watch, there's a sunset strip documentary on Netflix right now and it's uh, real interesting. And then they get to the, uh, the metal hair, like years, like the, just the glam metal stuff on the sunset strip and then talking to all the guys from that time now that's real sad. Then you can get, you see it right up there. The guy's like, it was great, man. There was just like, you get your dick sucked everywhere. It was, it was like Jonesy. It was like Jonesy from Sessions. Like, I fucking call my, I just roll up on my bike and get my cock sucked. It was just like,
1: they loved it so but much. Jonesy still does. Yeah, yeah, Jonesy. Yeah. But 100
2: pounds more. I got to see this. Yeah, it's it's really great. It's like, starts from the very, like, how it was just farms and it goes to this spot where just, you're like, Ugh. And then it's like, there's there's awesome, like, old shot of like, these two punk kids going, what the fuck? What happened here? It's just a bunch of hair metal. What's going on? <laughs> all these guys going, yeah, we really. It only lasted four years.
1: I know. Well, there, there's this great. You see a lot of those old interviews where they're, they're interviewing Rat.
2: Oh, you know, Chris Holmes.
1: Yeah, and they and they go, uh, they're t- they're talking about hair metal. They go like, well, you know, which other bands do you think you guys are in competition with? And they're like, oh man. We're not in competition with these guys. Like, we you know, our, our competition are the super bands like the Stones and Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then its I think maybe it was behind the music. And then it it's so sad. It cuts to, like five years later. One of the guys like hanging billboards on Sunset Boulevard, yeah. like right over where they used to perform. Cool. Uh, uh, it's but I feel, <laughs> but I feel like what music I feel like what every industry has now is that I feel like you know artists are a lot more empowered than they used to be and not necessarily as controlled by you know bigger things you know saying, oh, now it's grunge time, fuck you hair metal guys yeah. like you guys you know like you said, you know it's not really a any kind of specific thing that you're a part of so. You could just go make another record if you
4: want to and if put hair it and give it directly record. to
3: people and if they like it great.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you could.
3: It does seem like th- th- there's not as um cohesive of a trend or sort the, the trends aren't so strong as they were back then. Yeah, I sort yeah. of feel
1: like it it's, you know, I feel like in those days it seemed like if a company decided that a band was over, like, oh well, they didn't sell a million, whatever, so now they're done. Then they were really fucking done. But now it feels like, well, if, you know, if you just want to keep, it's only Put it done when yourself Then yeah, yeah if, right. it's only yeah. done if you decide you don't want to do it
4: anymore. I do wonder too if, if with all the way everything can be so easily documented and spread so quickly, if people are a little bit more in the middle as opposed to really committing to any trends because you don't want to. Look like a jackass. Yeah, it's a good point. Are, are people really a little bit more hesitant to because to, everyone's to get more really, self-conscious? Yeah, yeah, and to be and and you can see how quickly things can change. And you don't. Do you really want to wear that makeup and that hairstyle and that thing? Do you really want to do that right now? Yeah, and because <laughs> really it's like going to get decides. yeah, it's going to be out there. Every it's going to be on. Facebook, it's going to be all these places <laughs> are going to see it. <laughs> so we're just basically a culture of second guessing right now. Like I don't know. <laughs> how, I'm, how, I'm asking the question. I don't know. I haven't really noticed it myself, but I do wonder. If that's part of the thing too, with where because people used to s- socially um, a lot more, I think they socially define themselves with the music that they listen to, and then it affected the way they dressed and talked and all these other things. I don't know yeah. that that's necessarily. Maybe I'm just getting older. I'm out of touch. Maybe it does happen in, in high schools. I'm just not around it. But I, I'm just asking more. I don't know if don't anybody know notices either. that. I don't know either.
1: And and I think a lot of times <laughs> you just need you need hindsight to look back and go, yeah. oh, that's that was a thing. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. We didn't see it at the time because it yeah. was just a part. It was it was too close to us. But oh, I guess that that was yeah, a everyone
2: thing. Everyone was wearing this
1: bow ties. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Now it's all now it's all bow ties. Bow ties, suspenders. Um, but we uh, we we just that's an hour. We that was that was an hour, which is about all, right. all the. Well, oh, that's okay. Oh, cut! Oh, everything's ruined now. <laughs> God damn it! Turn the cameras off. Oh, wait. why can't you find the thing?
0: It's right. <laughs>
2: Poor guy. Yeah. Can someone show him? <laughs> it's, back
1: uh, it's, right it's back to the future Two. It's right there. Is Back to the Future 2 over there? No, I'm just guessing. Oh my god, you guys have the Incredibles? You have ET? So oh. You got Celebrity? <laughs> Donnie Darko, <laughs> Breathless? All right. Um But uh thanks for letting us take up an hour of your day.
4: Yeah. Oh that's cool. That was fun. I didn't know what this was, now I do. Yeah. And, uh, do you want to go
2: back and uh, start over
1: though
4: i didn't realize we were doing an interview till about 10 minutes in yeah thought <laughs> yeah, yeah. we all liked holding like holding microphones yeah some guys just showed up
1: and they just started talking to us on a couch
4: yeah, yeah. and they so faded away would be cool though if you just walked in a room there's an extra microphone sit down and just join the conversation
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> actually that would be kind of fun That's what if, I just if, did, yeah. if it was a high traffic you know like if it was just you know, like, so, like one of the if there was a big studio and a bunch of bands recording you just put something yeah. in the middle and just let let people come in it's like Oh, Bono just came in and
3: said a few things, and then he walked out. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it would always be the uh, most annoying people in the, the whole studio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always wanting. Oh, they won't leave.
1: They won't stop talking. Bono won't leave. We've been recording for four hours. <laughs> uh, but it was really nice to nice chat with you guys, and and thanks for thanks for having us. And and if it's okay, I just want to take a minute and
4: look at all the weird stuff, the cool. Uh, retro stuff here. Does that jukebox work? Yeah, it does. This was a real '80s studio, and I liked it, so I tried to keep it '80s when I tried to mess around. Did with you curate it. all the? Yeah, I in bought there? a bunch of. 45s. And who printed yeah. out the little labels? They look. Todd did. They oh, have did. programs <laughs> on the computer that can make it look old. Really? Oh, that's rad! Uh, that fit was that thing. laser
3: jet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: it was a did dot be, matrix printer. Yeah. I always uh, rip off,
2: trying to take the dots yeah, off, the little, off the
1: side. <laughs> ugh. Super uh, loud.
4: Were these already here? All these gold and platinums. Well, as you can see, me and my opinionated uh, self, there was a whole other wall full of them, and oh, I was yeah, like, "Those are those that. would embarrass <laughs> me. Right. Those are not records I'd be that proud is... to have on the wall. They're not mine. None That, of these yeah. are mine. that
1: looks like fucking. But... <laughs> that looks like Pompeii or something, <laughs> yeah. where they just these things were just flash frozen out of all. So out of all those, we got those, Tony yeah, Basil ones up like, here. Those yeah. Tony ones Basil? <laughs> those Tony ones... Basil recorded here. Did she record Mickey here? She did. Apparently, Crowded see. House. Holy shit! What? Where's Crowded House? Uh. Where did I see it? Yeah, this crowd. The La Bamba oh, soundtrack. House, right yeah.
2: Oh, Dead Man's Party. Hey, Uncle
1: Bungle, Chris. They fucking recorded Crowded House here? Oh, yeah. I mean, Neil Finn's one of my favorites.
4: Yeah, so those are the ones I kept, and those are the other oh, probably 50 spaces that are empty that are, are, are in store somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the we bummed out cassette. the the, <laughs> oh, the, the, <laughs> the studio people. They're like, yeah, you yeah. don't want these there? I was like, <laughs> no, I don't really want those there.
1: The gold, the gold cassette and the platinum cassette. Do you remember yeah. what any of them
4: were? I don't know. Yeah. Just no. like
1: enough to be like, I don't care.
4: I think yeah. Linda Ronstadt recorded a lot of records here because it was probably about ten. I think she was always recorded, so I kept one. I yeah. there, there's but, was a but, uh, um,
1: there's a uh, my uh, my office was used to be at the Henson Studio, oh yeah, which is right, and so that was old A and M Records, mm-hmm. and they kept the recording studios inside. We shot the Ben folds video, that's right, there. yeah, yeah. They we kept the recording they kept the recording studio intact. And so it looks exactly like it did when they, you know, like, oh, cool. you know, I think Carol King recorded there and David Lee Roth. Was yeah. There. So there's a table in the back where the, ca- where like the viewing couch was, where you could watch the artist perform. And the table has like about 10,000 uh, flash marks <laughs> yeah. on it. And they were like, yeah, this is where they would like do Razor all the And yeah. so they never, they never <laughs> changed the table. So it's almost like, it's almost like a historical Some of the most famous people in music like drag their faces across that (laughs) table.
4: (laughs) I can only imagine the studio. Seriously, though, this this was a very '80s. Yeah, Sheena Easton, Stratus. These these things alone. Did
1: Prince Prince produce that album? I think Prince produced that album.
3: Really? Maybe. I think he did. I was in love with Sheena Easton as a kid. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I think we all were. (laughs) I had a huge crush on Sheila E. Prince had her too. God damn it! (laughs) Is there anyone Prince hasn't been in? He's married now, isn't he? (laughs) What? yeah or he's married i don't know all i know is that a bunch of people camp out in front of his house in minnesota and they just hope that he comes out and plays and he never does but the whole bunch of people because one time he came out and played oh wow and so now people just camp.
3: he's cursed yeah Yeah, forever
1: yeah it was like god damn it the one time i did that one time Um, awesome awesome well thanks guys thank you thank you enjoy your burrito everyone
3: your weary bones your secret safe in my hands tell me about the years and let me buy an hour maybe get me to one
0: Com. Enjoy your burrito.
3: In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that if exposed would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what